Friends and neighbors, welcome to the Monster Ate the Pilot podcast. It is the podcast that is hosted by me, Brandon. It is uh, your year in special. Recording this on a Thursday. On a Thursday. You should have it by New Year's Eve, I believe. Um, I guess as maybe if you figured out already, if you're following the podcast, I did not have a guest this week. Some COVID issues happened. And uh, yeah, my guest had to back out. Trying to get that rescheduled for next week. Also have another guest lined up. Might be for the week after that. We're still figuring some dates out. Yeah, so it's going to be some good times. Tonight we're going to go over some New Year's resolutions. We're going to go over uh, some sports stuff. We're going to go over the best movie of the year. We're going to go over the album of the year. The TV show of the year. We're going to go over of the year, man. Also, uh, I watched Glass Onion. And I'm going to give my thoughts on that. And I think I have some other fun. I think it's going to be a fun episode. And you know, that's that's what I think every episode's supposed to be is fun. Fun, 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 man. <laughs> ah, I got three songs of the week. I don't have a Springsteen song of the week. He doesn't have a year-end, uh, he doesn't have a New Year's Eve song. I don't think he has a version of Old Lang Sign. Actually, does he? You never know with Bruce. Maybe he has Old Lang Sign. You never fucking know with that guy. Nah, at least not, nothing came up. <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like on some like real big bootleg uh, live record out there somewhere that there's a Springsteen old link sign. Oh man, no, I think we're having a good time tonight. Opening song was uh, Wilson Pickett's version of "Born to Be Wild" off his uh, was that 1969 "Hey Jude." Yeah, that's right. He did like a lot of covers on that one. Man, Wilson Pickett was an underappreciated monster. Man, he was fucking awesome. Like, of all the underappreciated soul artists out there, Wilson Pickett's probably number one. And I sent that to Karaoke Chris the other night about saying, hey, most underappreciated soul artist, and why is it Wilson Pickett? And he's like, well, no, to be fair, when I think Wilson Pickett, I think guitar, so I think you're 100% right. So, yeah, we're in agreement. We're agree on that one, man. Uh, love Wilson Pickett, dude. Wilson Pickett. I've got quite a few Wilson Pickett records here. The guy was a machine, man. When did he pass? Let's jump into that, huh? Let's talk about Wilson Pickett for like eight seconds. 2006, you know? 
he made a little bit longer than a lot of his uh, his compatriots, his contemporaries. There we go. Like Otis was gone at 26. Sam Cooke wasn't. I mean, how old was Sam Cooke when he passed? He wasn't very old. Those are kind of like the two like massive heavyweights of that scene. And Sam Cooke passed. He was 33. Oh man, but yeah, Wilson Pickett, 2006. 64 years of age. Too soon, man. He should still be kicking it right now. What did he pass up? Yeah, he's just having health problems. Oh, man. 64. Good run, dude. Good run. And he fucking killed it. He did. Absolute killed it. In the midnight hour. Land of a thousand dances. Oh, the exciting Wilson Puckett. Ugh. Anyways, guys, tonight we're going to have some fun stuff. I'm also going to talk about uh, the stuff I went over with in therapy. I had my therapy session yesterday, and it was very productive. I was very excited to have it because I fucking needed it because it's been a rough month. I think a lot of people, I I said it every single uh, episode this month, that um, December is a rough time for a lot of people. It's a rough time for me. It's a rough time for really anybody, I think. You know, it's just, I don't know. I guess people kind of with my mental makeup have rough Decembers usually, and like, it's not that bad, but still depression up, and all that fun stuff, I think part of it was being, you know, snowed, missing Christmas with the family, that kind of sucks, um, I don't know, going through a lot of changes, getting to the end of the year, and obviously when you get to the end of the year, no matter how much I want to say I don't give a shit about the end of the year stuff, or whatever, like, you know, there's no difference between January 1st and December 31st, except in our own minds, it's still there, man, it's still in my mind, so yeah, you start automatically thinking, oh, I didn't get this done this year, oh, I didn't do this enough this year, no, fuck, so we're gonna go over some New Year's resolutions, I've never been a New Year's resolution guy, but you know what, we're gonna fucking do it, we're gonna do it together. If you have your own New Year's resolutions, you want to join in on mine, man. Hey, let me know. I don't know. I don't know. You can do whatever you want, really. But yeah, you can do it too. Oh, uh, if you've liked what you've heard, guys, why don't you spread that good word? Having a good time here. I hope everybody else is having a good time. First time tuning in, welcome. Second time, welcome back. Third time, you've got to find something better to do with your life. I swear to God. Oh, <laughs> um, why is that lighted up? I don't know. I don't understand how any of this shit works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you know anybody who'd like to be on the podcast or think would enjoy the podcast, let them know. Spread it out there. You can like a share them available anywhere that there's podcasts available at, man. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Is there anything else I need to talk about here at the beginning? Um, what should we jump into first? I don't know, man. It's going to be a fun episode. I'm not used to doing this on Thursdays. I'm a little bit kind of... It's a little... I don't know, you get kind of used to it mentally of what day you do certain things that when you don't do it on that day, it's kind of messed up. And I think for like the fifth straight uh, week, I do not have a Lost Rewatch update. I have not watched any. I almost sat down and watched some last night, but man, I got so tired on uh, last night, Wednesday, that I just like, ugh, it's 10 o'clock, I'm going to bed. And then I woke up at 3 o'clock, my stomach was hurting. I think I I had some indigestion or something like that. I'm getting to that age where... I can't eat certain things after certain times. Like, you know, if I eat after 6, I'm going to have stomach issues or something. <laughs> um, nah, I don't know. What else is I going to say? Oh, yeah, that's been also nice. I've been sleeping more lately, which is sometimes nice, but I don't. I, I can tell it's not good. Like, I slept, uh, like, 
between like Monday and Tuesday nights, I slept like 21 hours, like 10 hours one night, 10 and a half. And it was like 10 and a half or 11 or whatever. And I'm still rolling over trying to go back to sleep because I'm just, I don't know. That time of year, it's cold. You don't want to do anything. It's dark. But we're past the solstice. So therefore, it's uh, it's getting brighter at the, you know, later. It's going to it's gonna stay lighter longer as we prepare to spring forward in about like three months or whatever it is anymore. Why do we even do that still? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Why do we still do that? There's no reason to do that. Why put people through that shit? For some, like, seven farmers that are left in Wyoming. Oh, but now let's get into some sports talk. Liverpool won the other night against Aston Villa 3-1. Uh, I thought Darwin played really well, even though people keep, like, shitting on him for no reason. It's, like, it's it's, it's almost become, like, a Meghan Markle thing where, like, people just kind of hate him for no fucking reason. Um, he played outstanding again. Another goal contribution. Set up Stefan Basetic, 18 years of age. His first Liverpool goal. First Premier League goal. I think he's the third youngest Premier League scorer in Liverpool's history. And it's a long history for Liverpool. So, I mean, that's pretty fucking impressive. So, good for that kid, man. 3-1. And then the other big news is that we signed Cody, I'm going to say Jakpo, which is a Dutch kid who played really well at the World Cup, apparently scored like three goals for the Dutch side, uh, coming out of PSV, signing from under $40 million, which in modern, you know, transfer budget, really good signing. He's big. I didn't realize he was 6'4", so, I mean, he gives us a little bit different dimension on that front line. We don't have anybody that's quite that big. I think Darwin's like 6'1". So, yeah, I'm excited about that. All right, we have some depth in attack. Not exactly what we need. We need some midfield help, but, you know, I guess you can never have too many attackers. I think uh, Luis Diaz is going to be out for the rest of the year. I think that's going to be what's happening because he came back for training uh, during the World Cup and uh, they went to Dubai or something like that, and he got hurt again. And I, I think it kind of, uh, I think he might be out for a little bit. And then I know you, I think you, Diego Yota had a um, setback as well. I left this a little bit short, so to go get him. And, like, you know, he was in um, a lot of the other top sides in England and in Europe really wanted this kid. I know Dutch fans really think highly of the kid. So welcome to Liverpool, man. Hit the ground running. P.S. Like, coming out of the Dutch league is always kind of a crapshoot of whether they're going to be good or not. I mean, sometimes you get guys who are just outstanding, you know, but then you also get those guys who you think are just, there's no chance they're gonna be bad. They just they fit all the boxes like uh, Memphis Depay. Whenever he went to Man United, I was so sad because Liverpool apparently were in on him, and then for some reason I think Brendan Rodgers held up because I don't know the Brendan Rodgers years are weird with Liverpool. Like he'd be all about something and then just not get the deal over. It's kind of like the Browns a couple years ago, the Cleveland Browns, whenever. The height of the horridness when they won one game over two seasons. And there's like when they were going to trade a first round pick for AJ McCarron, which was hysterical, even in retrospect. At the time, it was like, why? The kid doesn't play. I think he had like one game. He's like, we're going to trade a first round pick for him. But then they're all too busy celebrating getting the guy they wanted. They didn't submit the paperwork. And the trade deadline happened. They couldn't get the player, which was, oh, that was pinnacle. Cleveland at the time. Pinnacle. Um, but at the same time, why weren't we trading a first-round pick for A.J. McCarron? It's dumb. But whatever. It was like the same thing for Liverpool. It was like where it seems like players wanted to come to us and then we just wouldn't pull triggers on anybody. Um, and then Rodgers got really hyper-focused on a plan B type striker because we played really fluid, beautiful football. 
Remember, we had Suarez and all that, but the, always the issue was if uh, Suarez didn't have the magic in him that day, we couldn't really break down a team. So we wanted to have like maybe a big striker to come on and you know give us a different form of attack. We tried Ricky Lambert, and sadly that didn't work out. And then like he got so hyper-focused on that that he just decided that's what we needed forever. He tried to replace Suarez with Balotelli. That doesn't make any fucking sense. And then he decided he wanted Christian Benteke over Roberto Firmino, which luckily we got, you know, we signed Firmino anyways. Um, Bobby Firmino. I couldn't imagine Liverpool without Bobby Firmino. My favorite player ever, without a doubt. I love, I love myself a good Bobby Dazzler. Oh, man. But... Yeah, he's all about Benteke, and Benteke was just not what we needed. I I like Benteke as a player. He, he played decently for Liverpool. He just didn't play the way we needed to play, and he was gone. And luckily, we got a lot of bit of uh, quite a bit of money out of it. Basically, we got most of the money recouped because I think we spent thirty, and I think we sold him for about thirty. So I don't know, but anyways, like where was I going? Oh, Memphis Depay. He was supposed to come to Liverpool, but then we just didn't pull the trigger, and then he went to United, and then he ended up. Being a total flop at United. He's had a decent career since. He's at Barcelona now. But they're trying to get rid of him too. Um, and then there was like Josie Altidore's the worst striker in Premier League history. Like, I think, I mean, you kind of put him, he's got to be up there. Even Like, you know, he's got to be top five. Like, in terms of like being the worst strikers in the Premier League history. He was so bad at Sunderland. And he had a really bad loan spell at Hall City before that. You know? Um... But he came from the Dutch League. Luke de Jong came from the Dutch League. And he was horrible. Like, there was... It's just kind of a crapshoot. Christian Eriksen came over from Dutch League and was great. You know, Daly Blind played really well for United for years. He was always going to be like a certain style. I mean, Dusan Tadic had a great first year. I mean, there's great talent there. It's just, it's so offensive focused. It's kind of... It's up to the player, I guess, to how they adjust to a much more, like, stout defensive league which uh, the Premier League can play, much more physical league, because there's so much space in the uh, Dutch league. The I, I've never known how to say the fucking name. I'm just not that cultured. But yeah, hopefully he gets the ground running. I like his size. He seems to be wonderfully skilled and good age, 23. Has his best years in front of him. So, I mean, hopefully he links up with, Suarez, or for, with Salah and Nunez pretty quickly. And then everybody else comes in with Firmino. Diaz comes back. Yoda comes back. That's a fantastic front line. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited I'm excited about this kid. So glad that also with you know Fenway Sports Group wanting to get out of the club still, or at least looking for investment or whatever, a either an investor or to sell the club, that they're still willing to spend money right now because sometimes you get that where teams either trying to find investment or sell the club, and then they really just focus in on day to day operations and making the bottom line as good as possible for themselves. And not spend any money to like help the club right now because they might be out of it in six months or something like that. But I'm glad they went and spent some money. So that's good. Good. Excellent. Wonderful. Now if we can get a midfielder over the line, that would be wonderful for the winner. But I don't think it's going to happen. There's been a lot of talk of Enzo Fernandez from Benfica. But he's going to cost an arm and a leg. And Bellingham's not leaving this winter. So that'd be a summer move. Who? That's who I really want. It just, it just lines up too perfectly, man. Bellingham, the English kid. I think he's a massive Stevie G fan. Him and Hindo are like buds. And then, you know, the English kid coming home to Liverpool. I mean, he's from Birmingham, which is the opposite side of the island or whatever. But it seems like he was a, he's was he been a lifelong Liverpool fan a bit. And, yeah, if he comes in, 
And if we get both, Enzo Fernandez and Jude Bellingham, oh, shit, son. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> um, yeah, then they play tomorrow. They play Leicester. I thought about doing... It's, I just don't have the time in the next couple of days to do the, the episode of the podcast with New Year's and all that. I got invited to a New Year's party by Haley. Obviously, I won't do that because why in the world would I ever go anywhere with Haley? <laughs> I'm funny. Uh... What else am I talking about here, guys? Oh, yeah, then other stuff. Um, Hibernian got their shit rocked by Celtic. Celtic, whatever you want to fucking call them. It's, it's expected. But at the same time, I think they'd only won once in the last six times they came. The, you know, oh, Easter Easter Road. I think that's the name. That's where the stadium's at for Hibernian. But, yeah, it was, it was 4-0. Like, that's just kind of expected against those top teams in Scotland. You're going to be in a dogfight to get a, like, get a draw, or you're going to get your shit rocked. So, you know, not expe- unexpected. Still, I think it's an eighth. I'd like to be higher in the league. I'd like to be higher in most leagues. Um, Portsmouth's playing horribly. They've been playing horribly for months. I think they're down to tenth. Um, they do have three games in hand on a lot of teams, so if they can win all three of those, it's a completely different series, or t- completely different look to the season. But they're not playing well enough to win those three games in hand. They have not been great. Uh, Danny Cowley. Cowley? Crowley? No, it's Cowley, right? The head coach. He's under some more intense pressure after a great start. Being They've not been good for months now. Um, they've lost some. They lost to MK Dons last week, who are like, rele- like in the relegation scrap. Not good, you know. The. Automatic promotion places are gone. It's trying to get into the top six to get into the playoff spots. So it's it's going to be quite a dogfight for Portsmouth to get up there. Tranmere won today. Um, I think they're sitting in the top ten. Uh, Preston, to show how condensed the championship is, um, I think a couple weeks ago, last time I talked about them, they beat Blackburn unexpectedly. They were like sitting fourth. Uh, they've lost the three games since. And they're in 14th now. <laughs> Those three games, they dropped 10 spots. They're just as close in terms of like standings to the relegation spots as they are to the promotion spots. So, right in the middle of the road. Lost to fucking Huddersfield the other day on Boxing Day. That's a, that's a bad loss because Huddersfield is garbage. They are bottom of the championship table. And they have not played well all year, but they beat Preston. You know, like I said, they followed up a great win over Brockburn with three straight losses. I said, at the same time, I did not expect the promotion push at all. So, I mean, it's a little upsetting that we're wasting a unexpected promo push. But, same time, it's not even the first of the year yet. So, really, I don't even know how to say what when the promotion stuff kind of kicks into the fans' heads. But yeah, but it's the same thing. Like the promotion, like the automatic promotion spots, Burnley and Sheffield United have completely ran away with it. So, they'll be going back up. I think Burnley would be a yo-yo. They went down. They're coming right back up. Sheffield United went down two years ago, so they're coming. So they'd spent last year in the championship and this year. So I don't know. I like Sheffield United. What was their coach's name? Chris. Uh, oh, I forget his name, but he was like a local guy, and he took him to the Premier League and had a great first season. Oh, I liked him a lot. I liked him a lot. Um, it was sad that they had to let him go because they had such a bad second season, which was coming because they couldn't score goals. Uh, other Premier League news. I know fucking Erling Haaland's at like 20 goals already. He's played like 14 fucking games. That's stupid. Stupid. It's ignorant. They beat Leeds yesterday. Right? Yeah, he scored his 20th goal in 14 games. That's ridiculous. (laughs) 
when you have Kevin De Bruyne, Jao Cancelo, uh, Bernardo Silva, all that talent, like, like so some people, I, I don't want to take it the wrong way saying he's a tap-in merchant, but my, like, he kind of is in a way, but not in, like, the worst way where he just stands there and just taps him in and steals goals or something like that. Like, that's all he has to do in the end because they play such great football. All he has to do is just tap in the end of the move. Yeah, so he's probably going to obliterate Moe's record for goals in a season. Uh, what is the standings? I know Arsenal's still winning, so hopefully Arsenal can give it a good go because I'm sick of the same teams winning year in and year out. Uh, I know Preston lost today to West Brom, which is more expected because West Brom is kind of... No, West Brom's not having a great year. They're right in the same areas. They're one point ahead now of Preston, so... I don't know, man. I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, Portsmouth dropped the Ipswich. Uh, late goal, Ipswich scored. Yeah, so yeah, Ipswich is second. Portsmouth sitting in 10th place on 31 points. Ipswich is in 2nd place on 49. So, yeah, it's not happening. It's just not happening, guys. It's just, yeah, we're in the second half of the season now. We're officially past the second, the halfway point in the championship league one league two i don't know guys i don't know luckily the bruins are still fantastic the bruins are still kicking ass they beat the devils again last night i know they lost to the senators in a shootout so they still got a point but whatever guys it's sports stuff right sports 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 stuff i'm wearing my bruins hat tonight i haven't worn this hat in forever i couldn't find my drive-by truckers toboggan oh what are we talking about yeah, so let's uh, how about yeah? That should be the end of the old sports talk tonight. That's what I, at least I could think of. Yeah, it's Stefan Basetich. Congratulations, first of probably won't be many goals. At least the position he plays, he it has been like a defender, defensive midfielder. So I don't see him like scoring like twenty goals a season. But you know, hopefully, first of a long career goals for him at Liverpool. Um, and I said I thought Darwin was outstanding. Just never stops running. He's just he's unbelievably raw talent <laughs> talent wise like you see it his pace is ridiculous his first time like shots and like first time finishing is fantastic but it's like when he's got time to think like it just it just oh he overloads himself a little bit and it's just like put the ball in the back of the net and figure out your options later man uh now but let's go over new year's resolutions that's the next big point. New Year's resolutions. I've never been big, been big into New Year's resolutions. Like, what am I going to accomplish this year? Um, hold on. I keep going back and forth on the songs of the week, and I th I'm back and forth, man. Whatever. I've got three. Bang I have four bangers picked out, but I got to break them down to three. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Whatever. So New Year's resolution. Like I said, I don't ever, never really been into it. Never cared. Uh, but I think some of the things I want to do. I think it. This is like a good way to kind of do it. Uh, this kind of actually. Hey, this gives you a start date, end date, and work from there. Um, what I'm going to be working on this year. One, I want to continue. I want to get writing again. I want to. Finish at least one of these massive theme episodes I want to work on. Uh, like I said, like the, this is Middle Age, Requiem for the Game, or 17 Seconds to Hell. I want to get done with one of those. Even if I never do the actual episode, at least write it, and then read it, and be like, holy shit, this is horrible. This is horrible. This should never see the light of day. And then I can light it on fire. But at least I finished it, you know what I mean? 
Um, I want to write more. I want to get back to playing music. I have not played hardly any music this year. Uh, like usually, like most years, I probably write, I don't know, a dozen, two dozen half songs and never finish them. This year, I probably only had like two or three like half written songs. And like, you know, I just did not play as much. I did play a little bit. I, you know, I got a ukulele, so I learned to play that a little bit. And then, uh, played a little bit more keyboard later in the year. But I want to get back to just playing some music, man, and just kind of, I don't know. Letting stress go. Letting stress go is a big part of it, you know? And then, uh, big thing, I'm going to lose some goddamn weight this year. That's that's the plan. 2023, Brandon's going to lose some fucking weight. Uh, the goal, we're going to put a goal on it, because I usually never have to go have a goal on that stuff. It's always just go until I feel good. And I think that blends, like, uh, I don't know, lets me veer off the path of, like, losing weight or something like that quick, easier. Because, like, you know, I don't have an actual thought in my head. I'm like, well, if I do this, I won't be hitting that goal. It's more just like, yeah, just go and go and go until I decide I'm not losing weight anymore. I don't know. But I think, just like sobriety, I'm going to be setting, like, an achievable goal, a goal that I'm like, you know what, just a little bit of work, this is what I could achieve. And then I'm also going to have the ones like, you know what, if I do everything I want to do right and, you know, work my ass off, this is what I could achieve. So I think I can lose 25 pounds this year, no problem. You know, just eat better, you know, just a little bit of exercise, I think I could easily lose 25 pounds, no problem. That's like, that's two pounds a month, basically. But I think if I worked hard, get to the gym like two or three times a a week, you know, ate much better, like, we need to eat way better, I think I could lose 50 pounds this year. That's the goal, that's the ultimate goal. I think the ultimate goal for this year is to lose 50 fucking pounds. I think if I lost, like, 30, 35, I would start hitting that, like, plateau where it just starts getting really hard to lose weight without, like, starving yourself or some stupid shit or just, like, running marathons or, you know what I mean? Like, where you really start, like, over, like, really working your body and stuff like that, I'm never going to run a fucking marathon. I never could. Even when I was, like, in really good shape in high school, when I'd play, like, baseball or, like, in middle school when I, like, played football and baseball and, like, played basketball or whatever, I never could run distance. Never could. Like, just was never my thing. So I know that's never going to be my thing. So I, th- I do think 50 would be really difficult and have to be just me putting in a lot of effort. And I kind of want to put in that effort. I think it'd be kind of neat to say, yeah, I, I lost 50 pounds this year, mother effer. Yeah, I'm also gonna try to cut back on cursing. <laughs> uh, it's not my plan; it's my mom's plan. Is I'm gonna cut back on cursing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's 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 a big one for me. I think I want to, and I think putting it out there a little bit more publicly about how much I want to lose. Once again, it forces me to kind of have to like shit. Now everybody knows what I'm trying to work on, so I've got to do it. All eyes on me, Tupac style. It's the only time you ever hear me compare myself to Tupac. Um, and then the other thing, uh, two other things, there's two other things, so we got weight loss, what was the other one, I already forgot one of them, that's how bad I am with these New Year's resolutions, <laughs> I already, I, seriously, I have no idea, what was the first thing I said, fuck, whatever, um, the other thing is the, I talked about, it was the very first thing I talked about on this podcast, uh, or if, if it's not, it's like it was definitely in the first episode. I swear it was in the first thing. First ten minutes I talked about this. Staying in touch more. Like, I I've got to start doing that. I can be so fucking bad about staying in touch. And not and just I don't know, like I need to learn how to do it. 
it's weird. You think it's, it seems so simple, but every time I do, I'm like, this is not how you're supposed to do it, right? This is not how you uh, stay in touch with people. I have, you know, I just, I've got to figure out a way to do that more often. Just kind of say, hey, what's going on? Instead of, hey, this is what I'm doing. Or my, the, my worst thing is, hey, I'm coming down to, like, if I'm going down to Portsmouth, I want to see an old friend. I don't ask them to hang out until the day I'm going down. Like, I have no respect for their life or anything like that. Make fucking plans and follow through on them. You know, I want to stay in touch. I have great friends, so I need to stay in touch with them more often. So we continue to be great friends, man. Yeah. And then the other thing is to continue betting on myself. You know, I just, I've put myself through a couple things in the past couple weeks that added some stress levels, but I think is also going to, in the long run, relieve so many stress levels that uh, I think ultimately it's for the best. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy that I'm willing to bet on myself for stuff like that. Um, I can't really talk about it because I'm not allowed, but whatever. I just kind of have to be cryptic about it, which makes the mystery so much better. Um, yeah, but like to bet on myself, to feel comfortable betting on myself, which is something a couple years ago never would have been possible. I never would have felt comfortable betting on myself. Like when I worked at Red Lobster, man, that's why I stuck there for nine years. Ago. I'm like, yeah, what else can I do? Well, shit, then I went to Bear Burger. I'm like, oh, shit, I could have been making way more money. I could have been really pushing myself forward in a career path or something like that. I mean, shit, if I would have went to Bear Burger a year earlier, maybe I'm in New York right now running one of those places. You never know. Holy shit. I'm watching the Lightning Rangers right now. What the hell just happened? Did they just push the fucking puck in out of the air? <laughs> funny. Funny, funny, funny. It's a good bit of play, though, by the Lightning. Fuck the Lightning. Ow. Oh, whatever. Get back focused. Yeah, like I said, bet on myself. Continue to do that throughout the year. Um, continue to, you know, let's see what happened here. Sorry. What the hell happened? How the puck get out of this fucking glove? Can he do that? He literally tossed it into the net. He literally reaches into the goalie's midriff, grabs the puck... And throws it into the goal. That is not a goal. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, it did go in off a ranger's stick. Oh, that's fun. I've never seen that. He literally reaches in and tries to throw it into the net. <laughs> oh, shit. That's ridiculous. I've never seen that. Love hockey, man. Love it. Oh, Let's get back on track, guys. Let's get back on track. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, continue betting on myself. Uh, that's that's going to be a big thing. That's something that continues from I guess this year and really um, in the past couple years. Continue to do that. Continue to make big decisions. That's best for me. Like not like in a selfish way, but you know, not always sacrificing my happiness for everybody else's happiness. You know, it's like sometimes you got to take care of yourself, and I want to continue to do that. Uh, travel a little bit this year, too. That's all another one. So, you know, uh, let's do that, man. Let's do that. But, you know, to move forward, we also have to look behind every once in a while. And here's a little bit of 2022 in review. Uh, well, we, I started a fucking podcast. I did that, you know. I've been talking about doing this for however long. I, I, I'm not talking. I, I mean, you could probably ask Lauren. I probably talked about doing this before we lived together. So, I mean, I'm early days at the pub I mean that's like 10 years ago it's probably 10 years ago this year I think 
I th- or this coming year. I think 2023. I think that'll be 10 years ago I started working at the pub. Um, so the, probably early days of the pub, I started talking about doing a podcast. And it took me 10 years to fucking do it. Nine years, I guess. But yeah, I do that. That's pretty fucking cool to try it out. Have fun doing it. I've had some wonderful times on here. I've cracked myself up. Uh, I think some of you have sent me messages where I cracked you up. I mean, Karaoke Chris talked about the music stuff with me a couple weeks ago. I talked about the Weaker Thans. He's like, I'm so happy that the Weaker Thans made it on the uh, pot, uh, made it onto the songs of the week. I was like, yeah. Me and I think he's the guy who kind of got me deeper into the Weaker Thans because like I like certain songs, probably like uh, Aside and um, oh. Shoot. Uh, it sounds very similar. It's off left and leaving as well. Oh, they disallowed that goal. They should have. Um, aside and... Oh. Now I have to look it up. Sorry, guys. I don't need the lyrics. I just need the fucking record. Watermark. Yeah, there's a side watermark. The song, back-to-back songs, they're very similar in sound. And, like, me and uh, Karaoke Chris had a bit of an argument. Not an argument, but it's kind of going back and forth. He thinks it's ridiculous that I think Left and Leaving is the best one. He thinks it's Reconstruction Site, which, I mean, yeah, if you're an idiot. <laughs> no, nah, that is a great record, too. The, all, left it, uh, all Weaker Than records are great. But yeah, and that was one of his things that aside and watermark a little bit too similar. They need to be on different records. So I'm like, yeah, I can see your argument there. But at the same time, like, Without Mythologies is on Left and Leaving. And This is a Fire Door Never Leave Open is on Left and Leaving. And I think those push him up a little bit more over that. Even though Hospital Vespers is on Reconstruction Site, which is such a random one-off song. It's wonderful. Uh, but whatever, whatever. We're lost. Um... Yeah, but I like that some people are reaching out about certain things that I talk about on the podcast. That's really neat, and that's something I started in 2022. That's going to be a year that the world looks back. And now I got Lady Aaron texting me randomly. <laughs> oh, she's had a Snapchat memory from six years ago, and I just want to say I'm so glad we stopped drinking. <laughs> Oh, me too. Me too, Lady Aaron. What a great lady. Uh, one of my favorite Lady Aarons out there. Maybe my favorite one ever. Uh. <laughs> oh, speaking of staying in touch, that's somebody I should have been way better at staying in touch with. Because I literally, like, she... I'm just, I don't know. I, I think I'm just, I'm oddly selfish in a lot of ways. Like, I'm willing to sacrifice my own happiness and all that stuff for anybody. But if... If it's something I can't deal with, I used to be so bad about doing, like, handling it. Like, when she told me she was pregnant or whatever, like, shit. I basically kind of shut off. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do about that. Now, obviously, not my child. I just want to make sure that's not... <laughs> like it made, I made it sound like, oh, shit, I got to abandon this kid. It's like, nah, not my kid. And it's just like, and she's like, oh, hey, I'm pregnant. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, cool, congrats. And then I basically kind of fucking, I feel like I ghosted. But I don't know, man. As I said, that's my late 20s. That's where I feel like so much stuff is just completely blurred. And I don't remember much of anything. And it's because I was so detached from everybody. Uh, whatever. Let's get back and focused. 
Thanks for texting me about that. I want to. I actually want to see this memory. Oh. Sorry for the dead air, everybody. I got a text back. I can't. I can't do both. I'll have a whole bunch of fucking spelling errors. Oh. Yeah, anyways, other things that happened this year are my favorite film of the year. What was my favorite film? That's actually pretty easy. Because one, I don't watch a lot of movies the year they come out. It usually takes me a while. And, then, and there's quite a few of them I forget about or I'd never end up, I don't watch them until years later. Like I didn't watch Banshees of Inner Sheeran, even though I'm 99% sure um, that would have been my favorite one. But my favorite movie this year was The Northman with uh, Skarsgård. Being ridiculously jacked. Um, I loved that movie. I watched it in theaters. That was one of my first... I think that was like my first theater going... Oh, I guess Top Gun Maverick this year too. But I think I like The Northman more. But yeah. It was my first time going back to the theaters. Right? I think I... When did that movie come out? Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. I like The Northman. A lot. I absolutely loved it. I'd probably give it... Nine and a half out of ten. I fucking loved it. I loved the cinematography. It's, what, it's Eggers, the guy who made uh, Lighthouse, he made The Witch. Um, I've never watched The Witch, but it seems like something I'd like. Just because I've liked The Lighthouse and The Northman so much, I'd probably need to watch that just because I really like Robert Eggers. Uh, that's probably been my favorite one. Skarsgård was great. The whole film was great. I liked the nihilism and like kind of just the... Uh, what, oh, what's the, like the nihilistic view of like, of revenge and all that. Of how fucking pointless it all was. Like, you know, he has his chance to get away. And he's got, like, a kid on the way. He's got love. But he can't let go of his fucking anger. And he goes back. And, like, you know, it's just... That old fucking vendetta shit. But they do it, like, a little bit more of a Norse feeling. And I think they shot the whole fucking movie in Iceland. Which, Iceland is stupid. It's not even a real place. It's not real. Iceland's not real. That's my conspiracy theory. There's no way something could be that epically beautiful. And, like, harsh at the same time. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely love The Northman. That's been, that was my favorite film of 2022. At least of the 2022 films, you know. Obviously, I watched, like, The Godfather this year. That's my favorite film I watched in 2022. Uh, but yeah, but of the films that came out in 2022, The Northman's my favorite. Um, my record of the year was Mr. Craig Finn and his, uh, ep- his insanely great record, Legacy of Rentals. Um... Uh, just a great examination of memory and our lives, like through memory and how we interpret things because of our memories. Um, it was just a great record, front to back. And yeah, it was like that. John Moreland's record was fantastic. The Kendrick record was incredible. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, but I have to say the Craig Finn record was my favorite of the year. So congratulations, Craig Finn, Mr. Probably has my top 20. He probably has like four records in my top 20 by himself. Hey, he might have five actually. You got like the three main, like big time, um, oh, three big time hold steady records. Even like open door policy is great. And like even, um, so I mean, I, I don't know. I have to go through and actually do a top 20. I'm losing the plot here. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. 
Lady Aaron just sent me the memories, and it's me doing karaoke and dancing with three strange women. Oh, Jesus. wonder what song I was doing. I was probably doing an inappropriate song. I was probably doing Get Back by Ludacris or maybe like Run the Jewels or some shit. <laughs> Six years ago. Oh, my God. Uh, three Strange Women. That's the that's that's probably the uh, title of my autobiography is Three Strange Women. <laughs> oh, fuck. Back on track here. Wonderful. Memory Lane. And then she has a picture of herself being, she said, sleep-deprived and obnoxious. Oh, you shouldn't say that about yourself. Who are these people? Oh man, I'm wearing my James Franco shirt. Oh shit. This is this is actually now super cool. Oh my god. I'm dancing like a fucking fool. Oh, what was her name? I don't remember her name anymore. Ah shit. Name lost the memory, man. I forgot all about the two girls. I'm not sure who the third one is, but and just so you know, Lady Aaron's not the only person taking a picture of my karaoke. There's another girl in one of her pictures taking a picture of me, or at least taking a video of me just fucking dropping some mad rhymes at Frankenstein's. <laughs> That's the name of my solo record. It's Mad Rhymes at Frankenstein's. Whoo! I'm even dropping them right now. <laughs> oh, having live interaction on the podcast. I gotta do a live podcast, even though I hate the concept. I hate the concept of like the live podcast. I don't like them at all because it. I don't know. At least the way like mine does it, like my episodes go, it's just me kind of figuring my own shit out. To do like a live episode with other people interacting, I'd feel like I'm playing to an audience, not to anything that's prevalent to my life. So I don't know, but it would be kind of fun. And then I could do uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, like a live uh, karaoke version of that. <laughs> Uh, let's get back on track for the 17th time tonight. Back on fucking track. Uh, <laughs> my favorite TV show of 2022. This was an easy one. Absolutely easy. Like, uh, definitely wasn't Rings of Power. And, and I still haven't finished House of Dragon, but even then, I don't know how... House of Dragon could be fucking perfect the rest of the way. It still wouldn't be as good as this. The Bear. The Bear Season 1 is the best TV show I watched all year. Like... Of anything that came out in 2022, the absolute best. Nothing really came close to the bear. Like how spot on it was for life in the industry, the restaurant industry, the like, you know, in kitchens, you know, the service industry, I guess. Um, perfect. The acting was so intense and great. Like the, especially the episode where everything goes to shit. Like I think it's episode six or seven. I can't 100% remember. Like, um, I was trying to think, like, what should, what was my best show this year? And as soon as I remember The Bear was 2022, I'm like, I need to fucking rewatch it pretty soon. And I'm going to. Because um, it was absolutely outstanding. Uh, deserves all the praise that it got. I know so many people probably put it on its year-end list. And it deserves number one spot. Because I don't think anything else came close to being as great as The Bear was this year. Like, as much as I liked, uh, didn't I just watch something? No, White Lotus was in 2021. They just had a new season. Something else just happened. Whatever, but man, nothing came close to the fucking bear. The bear was perfection. Perfection. I don't think I've liked a one season of television as much. I'm trying to think. Man, I don't even know. I really don't know. 
like this the bear season one ranks up there with like season one of lost um the one season of terriers um let's see i'm trying to think of other just epic shows that i absolutely loved you know, even like the Game of Thrones season, because Game of Thrones season is so hard to rank anymore because of how horrendously bad the last couple seasons were, last like four seasons, how bad it got, that it really hurts seasons one and three, which I think are the strongest. Um, nice shot. Um, yeah, but like, man, the bear, so far, Hopefully they don't ruin it in the future seasons, but it, it is so spot on and perfect. Um, yeah, so that was easily favorite TV show of the year. Like, best season of television I have seen in a long time. Best TV show I've seen in a long time. Um, so congratulations to all the people who worked on that one. You just won the Monster at the Pilot TV show of the year 2022. You will get your award in the mail 10 years from now. hoy and speaking of some movie stuff, let's jump into it. I watched Glass Onion. I've watched it twice already. Um, and, oh man, it was really good. Really good. Um, like I like The Northman a little bit more, but it, it's right up there with it. it. It was absolutely outstanding. I was worried at the very beginning. I'm like, oh, they're going to be a little bit too comedic with this. Because it shows like Benoit Blanc in the bathtub. And I'm just kind of like, ugh. I don't know, are they going to be a little bit too goofy? I don't know if this is going to work, but it ended up being perfect. Edward Norton is outstanding. So was Janelle Monet. Obviously, Daniel Craig is fantastic in the role. And Kate Hudson looked fantastic, and she acted fantastically. I thought she was great in that, like, kind of, uh, um, what kind of, what is it, tone-deaf, uh, whatchamacallit, like, tone-deaf socialite type. She was perfect in that role. I thought everybody was really good, but I really thought those four were the best parts of the cast. Um, I liked... What's his name? Oh, he's in the first one. He's always in Ryan Johnson stuff. Oh, is it Noah Wallen? Nope. Oh, what's his name? Isn't it Noah? Don't know. Do not know. Hold on one second. Um... What's his fucking name? Noah Segan. Sagan? Noah Segan? Sagan? Whatever. He's always in Ryan Johnson stuff. He was in Brick. I always forget how he's in Brick. And I always forget that's a Ryan Johnson movie. Brick's great. Like 2005, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, what's his name? Lucas. Noah Fleiss. Emily D. Ravine. Megan Good. A great neo-noir set in a high school. It's it's a really good movie. I watched it a couple years ago. Uh, Lauren had been trying to get me to watch it forever. But yeah, Ryan Johnson makes great films. Uh, I'm going to actually talk about here in a little bit where he didn't make a great film. Um, but Glass Onion, I thought, was outstanding. I like the, so, the, not the social structure, the, um, the story structure. It kind of tells you half the story, then goes back and retells you the other half story, then comes together in a great climax. Also liked how it basically shit all over Elon Musk. It was great. <laughs> without shitting on Elon Musk because if you know if you ever look into Elon Musk Miles Braun is basically that he's a guy who just bought into like better like these ideas and then made it seem like he was the architect behind all of them and that's exactly what Elon Musk is <laughs> this guy who's an absolute fucking idiot and like the whole, the wrap up by Daniel Craig about um how everything like how it all starts coming together 
Oh, it's it's great. Oh, it's wonderful. I don't want to spoil it too much because it's still a pretty new movie. Go out there and watch it if you can. I think somebody said something like it's only on Netflix for a week. I don't know. I I don't I don't know about that. I think it's supposed to be on Netflix from now on. I don't fucking know. And they still have another maybe another just one in the in the future. Yeah, but I thought it was fantastic. Uh I thought I still like the first one more, but it's a very worthy successor. So awesome. And that means they'll make more. And I I really like the Benoit Blanc character. And I like all the uh cameos. Like uh there's a guy who shows up and it basically kind of seems like he's giving them a uh, cure for COVID when he like he goes up to him on a boat and like you know he sprays him with something. I'm like that's gotta be Ethan Hawke. There's no way that's not Ethan Hawke, and it was. It was Ethan Hawke who is kind of low key been the greatest actor of this generation. How many great things he's been in that people don't talk about? You know, you go way back. You can go way way back. Um, Dead Poet Society. Then you know he did a lot of other things in the '90s and Training Day. Um, even now he's doing a lot of uh, fun stuff. I think that black phone that looked really cool. I want to watch that. But yeah, he's been fantastic in so many different things over the years. He's also had some duds, but everybody's got some duds. Kind of the same thing. Like Ed Norton, he's he's done the same thing where he said he's had some duds over the years. I remember I used to be so obsessed with Eddie. Like you know, he was he was. I did a whole speech about his career in um my college prep speech class in high school. Like, so that was everything up to, I know Stone and Leaves of Grass were in uh, production, and so was uh, Motherless Brooklyn, which came out like three years ago. <laughs> like, oh man, so this is like, yeah, this has been before he became uh, one of uh, Wes Anderson's like favorites to go and like use, like Moonrise Kingdom, when well, he's been in so much other stuff too. Grand Budapest Hotel, French Dispatch, Isle of Dogs. You know, I love Ed Norton. I still do. You know, but he's had some duds. Leaves of Grass wasn't great. Stone, I hated Stone. I thought Stone was so bad. Um, I forgot he was in The Born Legacy. I forgot that. Birdman. I still need to watch Birdman. I'm 50-50 whether I like Birdman or not. I don't, I, because, I don't know if I'll enjoy the fact that it's so far up its own ass. <laughs> whether I'll like it or not. Uh, Sausage Party. I thought it looked pretty stupid. Like, I think it was like, it's, Sausage Party looked like a movie that had one joke, and then they made that one joke into an hour and a half long movie. So I don't know. Um, God, he's in God. Oh, executive producer. Thank God. Thank God he wasn't that garbage. That's one of the worst movies ever made, apparently. Directed by Kevin Connolly? Oh, that Kevin Connolly. Who was I thinking of? Kevin Connolly is the guy from Entourage. Who's the other Connolly? He's in uh, Grounded for Life. He's in The Departed. He's in. He's in so much fucking. He was in Goodfellas. Oh shit! I'm being dumb, man. I'm really all over the place tonight. Oh, where is he? Kevin Corrigan. That's who I'm thinking of. Not Connolly. Kevin Corrigan. He's been in so many different things over the years. Who's Wonderful in everything he does. Oh, anyway, Glass Onion. And then another really good part about the Glass Onion and this really really cool thing that's happened in Hollywood for the last uh, say seven eight years is the continued rise of like 
really good performances and being in really good like movies of Dave Batista, the former wrestler. Like he's not the first. He probably won't be the last. Like wrestlers going from like the um you know, what the squared circle to the silver screen. But he's the best. Like seriously. Like yeah, obviously The Rock is huge. He's a much bigger name, much bigger box office draw than I think Batista can ever get to. But at the same time, like most of The Rock's movies are enjoyable. Not good. They're enjoyable. There's a couple I, I really like Jumanji. I think Jumanji, I know the first one's really good. I don't have to rewatch the second one, but the first one's actually a good film. It's like I'm like, this movie has no business being this good. And it's a lot of fun, but most of the rock stuff's always average to okay sometimes it's fun that rampage movie with him and the giant monster the giant animals was sucked but he gets by on just being 100% magnetic like you know he just got that thing about him the rock does and that's why he's become such a massive star you just you just kind of automatically like the guy no matter how bad the movie is you still kind of just like him even if he's bad in it you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. He could be the worst actor ever in something, but you still just kind of like him because he just got something about him that's likable. But Batista is, like, in legit really good fucking movies. I mean, he's not Glass Onion. I mean, I know, like, The Guardians of the Galaxy was one of my favorite um, Marvel films that I've ever watched. Um, you know, he's Inspector. Let's see what else, man. Wasn't Stuber pretty good? I can't remember now. Dune? I mean, he's going to be a fucking Dune. You know what I mean? Dune's supposed to be incredible. I need to watch Dune. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the whole series or whatever, but, you know, I, I need to watch it just because so many people liked it. I didn't... I, I fucking hated Army of the Dead, though. I did not like that movie. Though I did like Batista in it. But that movie sucked. If you like Army of the Dead, you're an idiot. That movie was horrendous. Like, don't release the Snyder Cut because Zack Snyder's not very good at making movies. <sighs> M. Night Shyamalan knock at the cabin? Like, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Dune Part 2? The guy's just, like, re legitimately good in all this stuff, man. Uh, those are all movies when he was still a fucking wrestler. Yeah, so I was, like, thinking, like, you know, who's the best of those, like, kind of wrestler-turned actors? Like, John Cena's having his time now. The Rock and Batista, and I think Batista by miles is like the best of the three. Um, mostly because The Rock is just kind of doing the same movie over and over again. He's like a Schwarzenegger type where it's like, yeah, he's never going to win anything doing these movies, but they'll make money. And then eventually they'll stop making money because people will kind of hit like, oh, this is the same exact fucking movie. This is The Rock in a skyscraper. This is The Rock on a ship. This is The Rock against giant animals. This is The Rock in a video game. Um, John Cena, I think, is great in comedies, because he's got, like, this, he's, he's kind of a naturally pretty funny guy, even though he's kind of a fucking robot, but I don't think he's got leading man stuff in him. I could see fucking Batista winning some, uh, awards as an actor. Maybe not, like, an Academy Award, but I could see him winning something or being, like, in a really good Oscar bait film as a lead actor, even though it'd be tough to kind of disassociate how he looks physically to that type of role, but I think he can do it, and he wants to fucking do it. I've been reading, like, articles about how he's like, you know, I, you know, see how far we can take this. 
I want people to look at me and not see one thing, constantly see me doing different stuff. And yeah, he's doing a great job. So yeah, I think without a doubt, he's the best of the act, the wrestlers turned actors. Oh, what else am I talking about tonight, guys? Glass Onion, watch it. Um. Hmm. Did I miss anything? Yeah, we got the TV show of the year. We had that. Oh, then one more thing. Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned it on the podcast, whether I was talking, just talking to a couple friends about what's the big thing I'm going to do after the Lost Rewatch, which may take me 15 years. It may take me as long as the show was on to run through this the way I haven't watched it for a month. Must be on hiatus, even though I'm in the middle of a season. I need to get through season two, then take it hiatus or something like that. But, you know, whatever. I'm close to the end of season two. Um, what would be my next big rewatch or whatever or something like that? And somebody floated the idea. like, oh, how about the Star Wars movies? And I'm going to be a little bit kind of controversial here. Um, I've never read, like, the Star Wars books or the deep canon stuff and or, like, the comics or whatever they have or, like, the Clone Wars uh cartoon or whatever they had, the animated show, which was supposedly pretty good. Nice play. Nice defense there by the Rangers. Um, I never got into those, so, and I've never watched Solo, or there's one, uh, isn't there another one? There's Solo, there's Rogue One. Isn't there, like, another kind of offshoot of the main series? Rogue One was good. I don't think some people like it's the it might be as good as Empire. No, no, it it was good. It was a good B to B plus movie. Here's my thing: the main Star Wars films, the main nine films. There is one really good movie in there. It's great. It's outstanding. It's pretty fucking outstanding. And that's Empire Strikes Back. The rest of them are fine to good or bad. Then there's downright horrendous. Like, seriously, there's one great Star Wars movie. So, I would not do those. Star Wars movies are horrible. Like, really. They are absolute garbage, for the most part. Like, for real, like, 33% of them are horrendous. At least. I think actually more. That'd be more. Like, 40. Like, 45% are downright bad. Like, the first one. Phantom Menace is kind of fun to watch a little bit until Jar Jar gets on your goddamn nerves too much. And then you just want to never, like, forget that you watched it. That's bad. It's a bad movie. Like, C- minus D+, plus at best. Clone, uh, what was it? The Attack of the Clones is even worse. There's a fucking diner scene in space. It's stupid. It's bad. Downright bad. It's all about, ugh. ugh it's bad. It, 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 that one, at best, is a D-. minus. <laughs> like, it's a horrible movie. Uh, the Revenge of the Sith, is that the third one? That is one of the all right ones. That's a that's an all right movie. I, I'd probably give it a C plus, maybe on my best day a B minus. New Hope, which was the original Star Wars. You know, obviously, that's how you start your story with Chapter Four. That's how you do things, I guess. George Lucas, yeah, or whatever. Um, it actually it kind of like um, and I'll get to another part. Um, New Hope is good. I'd say it's like a B movie. Not like a B movie, but like, like I'd grade it like a B. It's 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 good ish. Like, 
meh. Acting's kind of meh, but you know. I can understand why it became such a thing. Why it became such a cultural phenomenon. I totally understand why. Uh, then I said, like said, Empire Strikes Back is a great film. It is abs- It is a fantastically great movie. Um, like A minus A, like sometimes A plus if the feeling hits right. Uh, Return of the Jedi is C plus B minus at best. Like it's kind of dumb <laughs> for the most part. It's very disappointing. And then the last time I watched it, I watched the. Uh, the updated version that, for some reason, George Lucas wants to go back and ruin his fucking movies for some reason. Like, he put in, like, a new song, and it's got this really bad CGI fucking singer. And it's got, like, the ovulating, like, tonsils, and it's so out of place and looks so fucking bad. Ugh. That, like, made it a C-minus movie. But if you if remembering the originals or whatever, original parts of it... Eh, it was it was okay. C minus or not? Yeah, it's like C plus B minus. It's eh, it's an all right movie. Um, then we got the new ones, I guess. What is it? Force Awakens. I can only give it like a C plus B minus because it's just the new hope. It's just a reboot, and it's kind of whatever. And then, as much as I like Ryan Johnson, what is it? the Last Jedi? Is horrible. Like it was absolutely atrocious. And then the last Skywalker basically said, hey, everything we've been working on in the first two movies, the first two of this trilogy, we're just going to say, fuck that. We're not doing that anymore. And we're going to make an, an atrocious film as well. So that's, yeah, so there's been nine films. Like, last, uh, what, the Rise of Skywalker? I don't even know what the fuck they're called. Um, the last Star Wars movie they made there um, is just as bad. As, it's probably might be the worst one. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Like, they bring in a character, introduce them, and then immediately solve their problems within, like, a scene. And it's just like, it was like three seasons of television thrown into a three-hour movie. It was awful. It was horrible. Yeah, so, like, really, of the nine Star Wars films, there's four really shitty ones. So, no, I won't go back and rewatch those. Like, nah. I might rewatch Rogue One to see if... It's better because, like I said, there's some people I really like who or really respect who think that the best Star Wars movie. And I remember watching it. I'm like, it's good. It's it's good. It's not as good as Empire. I mean, I'd probably put it on the same level as uh, what you would call it, um, New Hope. Like, but yeah, whatever, whatever, man. Yeah. So yeah, and in terms of what. Big thing, could I rewatch after I get done with Lost in 15 years? Uh, Star Wars will not be one of those. And I don't think D- Disney makes too much money now that they'll never make a fucking risky choice with Star Wars ever again in the future. If they decide to do a new trilogy again, they're not going to take any fucking risks. They're not going to because they already know they're going to make money. So why risk it by making, like, you know, challenging anything? It's like just put it out there, make it bright, make it, you know, Oh, just enough callbacks and all this other stuff, and people be like, "Oh wow, it's just so incredible," and yeah, but really, no, they'll they'll never take a risk where it be any good. They'll over CGI it. I don't know. It's stupid. I'm I'm being an old bitter man. <sighs> Let's jump into the three songs of the week. That's it. I have just been rambling. You guys listen, watched me have a. Uh, or listen to me have a <laughs> text conversation mid podcast. Uh, got the what was that chick's? I don't remember that chick's name. 
think she was a drunk too. I'm glad I'm not a drunk anymore too. So I'm happy about that. I'm glad Aaron's happy too. Lady Aaron, I'm glad you're happy. Um, and we need to hang out sometime soon-ish. Whenever, hey, after the new year, expect texts from Brandon every single hour of every single day just trying to stay in touch. <laughs> That's not going to happen. It'll never, I don't know. I, I'm definitely going to work on that. I'm definitely going to work on staying in touch with everybody a little bit more. Um, hopefully it doesn't mean I have to like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so let's get into the songs of the week. That you also heard me <laughs> mid-show change one. <laughs> uh, no, but I was, uh, I, I watched Glass Onion Christmas night. Yeah, I think Christmas night I watched it. Yeah, I watched it Christmas night. And then I think the next day, no, I watched it Christmas Eve, then Christmas Day, I went back and watched Knives Out, and then I watched Glass Onion again. And I, like I said, I preferred Knives Out, but not by a whole lot. Um, but what I really love about Knives Out is that uh, they close on Sweet Virginia by the Rolling Stones, which is just a fucking fantastic song off Exile Main Street. Uh, if I could talk. <laughs> Jeez, Brandon. Oh, Exile. I almost said Exile Mainstream. Isn't that a Matchbox 20 record? I think it is. Yeah, this is Exile Main Street. Yeah, that's what Sweet Virginia comes on. So it made me want to go back and listen to uh, Exile Main Street, which I haven't done for a long time. And one of the, the second to last song on this record is a song I I didn't forget about. I, I kind of forgot about how much I fucking love this song. And it's one of my favorites. It's all about... Uh, oh, excuse me. Something in the wrong <coughs> I woke up today and thought I was sick, which would have been so dope. Oh, looked up the wrong thing. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, it was a song that they wrote about Brian Jones, you know, one of the founding members of the band. Um, played some rhythm guitar and all that. It was all about his uh, descent more in the drug addiction and his issues. And they bas- they wrote it in 69 and then uh, reworked it for 1972's Exile on Main Street, which is one of the... Which I think for mo- a lot of people is the greatest Stones record ever. Me, it's Sticky Fingers. But, you know, I could sit there... I could listen to you argue for Exile Main Street, no problem. So I would 100% understand why you would pick that one. Because that one is pretty fucking phenomenal. But, um... It's Shine a Light. It is the second to last song. The penultimate song, I believe. Uh, is how that's referred to. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a beautiful song. And like I said, Brian... Like I said, drug addiction and all that fun stuff. Somebody's been through some... Not drugs, luckily. Luckily, I never had heroin issues or anything like that, which I know a lot of people who did just growing up where I grew up. Hopefully a lot of you find the help and like I said, this is, it's a beautiful beautiful song and it's got a good jam and got, it, it, it's a great song. Anyway, this is Shine a Light by the Rolling Stones off Exile on Main Street. Yeah. 
truly truly beautiful beautiful track by the rolling stones at the height of their powers 1972 man it's just uh man could you imagine being the rolling stones in 1972 oh my good god almighty mars bars everywhere if you know what i mean (laughs) oh but oh come on two seconds oh man but man that second verse like you know when you're drunk in the alley baby with your clothes all torn 
and your late nine friends leave you in the cold gray dawn. Just seem too many flies on you, and I can't brush them off, you know. It's like one of those where you kind of see somebody being too far gone to bring them back, and it's, it's that, I don't know, not so much a, you know, best of luck to you. It's like, you know, you know, the good Lord hopefully shines a light on you. Every song you sing is your favorite tune. Uh, what's her name? Alice, not Alison Krauss. Alison Crow. She's a Canadian singer. She does a great rendition of this, too. He's got a great voice. She also does a great one of Let It Be, the only good uh, Beatles song, Let It Be. Um, yeah. Yeah, Let It Be. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the Stones here, just, they just got such a groove. Like, the bass work is just phenomenal. Obviously, you got Keith doing his thing, and then you got fucking Mick being Mick. Like, this is such a great jam. This is, like I said, I, I, the Stones are just, uh, they're right there behind Bruce in terms of my favorite acts, because it's just, that's, this whole, like, this song, which is a little, not that super deep cut, I'm not the only guy who's ever fucking heard Shine a Light, but it's not like one of the main Rolling Stones songs, and it's got such a timeless sound to it. It's got that blues groove, it's got, like, the soul, It's just, it's got the rock and roll vibe, it's... Man, and it's got some nice subject matter, man. Hoping, you know, somebody can get themselves right. Sadly, Brian Jones could not get himself right, you know. And left this world a bit too soon. What? When When did he pass? When did Brian pass? 1969. 27 years of age, man. Oh. But shit, man, that's so many people. Like I said, we talked, uh, I mentioned, uh, well, Otis Redding died from a plane crash. Sam Cooke had his issues. Uh, this been, you know, rock and roll does it, man. You know, it's only rock and roll, but I like it, man. But Jesus. That's what they got, the Born to be Wild from the beginning, which is off, uh, the, the Wilson Pickett version is off his album, Hey Jude, where he covers Hey Jude, which is the only good Beatles song. Um, what was I saying here? Like, shit, I completely lost my train of thought on that. Oh, Born to be Wild. Born to be Wild. Apparently that was the first ever, like, heavy metal. That's considered the heavy metal song, the first one ever, because they say heavy metal thunder. I did not know that. Like, yeah, they consider Steppenwolf, which was a, it's a very underappreciated great band from that time period. Uh, they have some great tracks, especially off that Born to be Wild. They have Magic Carpet Ride, too. They also have uh, Hoochie Coochie Man. They have uh, Desperation, which is one of my favorite jams by them. Uh, I love Steppenwolf. But yeah, apparently Born to be Wild was like the first ever like heavy metal song, which is, like I said, what was considered heavy metal in the 1970s and I guess the late 60s for that. I think that's like 69, um, maybe 68. Um well, it's considered heavy metal then to what's heavy metal now. It's really kind of hysterical. <laughs> it's a heavy metal lifestyle, man. Uh, it takes a lot of uh, great talents. Uh, it takes them away far too soon. I mean, even though I never was a huge Nirvana guy, I understood why Nirvana was massive. I mean, it drove fucking Kurt Cobain take his own life and all that fun stuff. Oh, where are we talking about, Brandon? What are we talking about? Let's just get focused up again. That was song number one of the week, Shine a Light by the Rolling Stones. Um, what a great track. What a great band. If you've never heard of the Rolling Stones, 
I, I may be introducing you to the Rolling Stones. I mean, they're this little-known band across the pond. Psych. They're fucking massive. Charge way too much for their tickets still. They, they could have controlled that shit. Now Ticketmaster... Ticketmaster kind of went completely out of control. Like, uh, I don't... I keep reading, like, these horror stories. Like, artists like, oh, yeah, this is what we want our kind of a price to be. Okay, yeah. And they sneak in the dynamic pricing thing where they can just fucking go crazy with their prices on everything. And, uh, yeah. Oh, man, $4,000 for this ticket. Fuck off. That's where we're heading. That's where capitalism is heading, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to get too political because I kind of went on a rant last week, but that's where we're heading, where basically you get to be poor no matter what, and you won't be allowed to enjoy good things, and only rich people are allowed to enjoy good things because as much as I love Springsteen or The Stones or all these other bands I like, there's only, like, you know, I make, I, I work hard, I make pretty good money. You know, because I work hard. But I'm not going to fucking, you know, max out a credit card to go see any of my favorite bands. It's not fucking worth it. But there's so many people out there who have so much money they don't want to fucking do with it. They're like, 4000 for a ticket? Like, yeah, I would have paid like 10000 for it. Because they're so fucked up on pills they don't even understand money anymore. That's what I also like about that like, uh, Glass Onion. They kind of, once again, trash kind of like rich people. <laughs> They do it like so well in the, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Knives Out, and then they do it pretty well in Glass Onion about just how fucking frivolous lifestyles rich people live and how useless they kind of really are. Uh, eat the rich! Uh. <laughs> oh, palate cleansing time. Let's get into another, um, a, a, a good brother, a good brother of the show. Um, another guy who passed away far too soon. Um, let's find it. I'm not going to try to say his last name. I'm not cultured enough to say his last name. It's brother is the great Hawaiian, uh, ukulele player. Um, I said, I've kind of talked past two weeks about how much I love like Pacific Islanders and just their lifestyles, their attitudes, their, this, the makeup of the people is just great. It's just a great thing to behold. Um, and something we should all strive to do, man. Uh, but this is Brother Is. Hopefully I don't feel like I'm being insensitive by saying that. that that's what they know is called, Brother Is, man. He's great, big guy. Um, but he played that little ukulele. He was massive, he wasn't mad. he was pretty big there in the late 90s. And, uh, deservedly so. But this is Somewhere Over the Rainbow and What a Wonderful World. Uh, which is one of my favorite, uh, little renditions of things he does. And, like I said, watching that, uh... Bakaria, that the volcano thing last week, made me think of that. And uh, I don't know, just kind of also where I've kind of been, like I said, a little more in depressed moods, a um, little bit unsure of myself. This is one of those songs. It's like Joe Purdy's Washed Away, a couple other songs that I go to whenever I'm in kind of in those shitty moods, and I can listen to it and it kind of can pull me out a little bit. And uh, this is what Somewhere of the Rainbow and What a Wonderful World. Both great songs. Fantastic songs. Wonderful songs. Uh, but yeah. But like I said, Mr. Israel, let's see. I am I apologize so much for how bad I'm about to fuck up this last name. Kamak uh Weolai. That literally sounded like I vomited. I don't know. You know what? Brother is, man. I apologize. I wish I could kind of I had enough culture to like see those names that can kind of come in like Polynesian names and stuff like that and just 
could read them, no problem. Uh, such a cool, cool vibes, man. But yeah, this is Somewhere of the Rainbow, and what a wonderful world. Ship 
Such a beautiful song that we all kind of need to hear from time to time. A beautiful, a beautiful rendition. Like I say, a nice little medley of two truly, truly inspiring songs. Um, yeah, like, like I said, there, yeah, brother is man. May he rest in peace. Um. I always forget how, like, beautiful those songs are. Because, like, you know, everybody kind of knows What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong and obviously uh, Over the Rainbow with um, uh, Wizard of Oz. And then I always also always think of Earth's Development when Tobias goes into prison and they call him uh, they call him Dorothy because he kills White Power. He gets White Power Bill to kill himself. <laughs> um, and then he sings, that, he sings to George, like... Somewhere over the rainbow, there's another rainbow. <laughs> I don't know why. It's so stupid, but it's hilarious. Um, nah, but, like, you know, where trouble melts like, uh, or sorry, someday I wish upon a star, wake up where the clouds are far behind me, where trouble melts like lemon drops, high above the chimney top, that's where you'll find me, somewhere over the rainbow. Uh, that's just, you know. And, you know, I don't want to get too political again. I try not to. Like I said, it drags you down, but that's, that's what... Anytime you get on social media or you watch the news, they're just trying to drag you down, make you hate each other, make you think everything's the worst thing that's ever fucking happened. And um, that's why I love What's a Wonderful World so much. That's why it's such a great song, because it's a, it's a reminder of how many great, wonderful things there are out there, you know? I hear babies crying and watch them grow. They'll learn much more than we'll know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Um, you know, see the skies of blue and the clouds of white and the brightness of the day. Like, yeah, we just need to remind like ourselves a lot of the times that things are not nearly as bad as certain uh, global corporations want you to make you think, make you scared, and make you constantly buying their shit. So, you know, you can line their fucking pockets so they can line their pockets with your fear. Always remember that there's so much good out in the world. Um, I'm not the first one to fucking say that. I'm not going to be the last one to say that. But, you know, there's a reason why some people still like to say that. Because it's true. There's a lot of good stuff still happening in this world. And we need to remind ourselves that every day. That's another thing we should look for. New Year's resolutions is to stop focusing on this negative bullshit, man. I got caught up in it the other day. I was watching some stuff where one of those stupid Kardashian chicks would talk about how hard they worked to get where they were. I'm like, well, you know... Good job. You know, if you would have fucking failed, you'd still be a goddamn millionaire. So go fuck yourself. Um, you know, up your ass. And also your fake ass. Everything's fake. Fuck yourself. 
Uh, sorry. I'm getting negative. I'm getting negative myself. See how easy it is to fall into these negative ideas and all these negative, like, feelings, man? Fucking stop caring what they have to say. And that's what I did. I was like, you know what? Why am I watching this? This just makes me mad. This, that's, just fucking leave it be. You know? See trees of green and red roses, too. Watch them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. God. We all need that wisdom from time to time. Uh, somewhere over the rainbow. What a great rendition, man. It brings tears to my eyes sometime. Israel, I won't try to say your last name because I respect you too goddamn much. Oh, may he rest in peace. I think it was like 1998. Uh, I think is when he passed. Nineteen ninety-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-eight years of age, in Hawaii, man. I need to make myself. I need to make myself out to Hawaii one of these days. You know, just to go out there. I don't know if I ever come back. I might just live a hobo lifestyle on the beach. <laughs> That'd be fun. Learn how to speak the language. Maybe I'll learn how to say his last name properly. Um. Yeah, it's such a great rendition. Oh, and then the last song I think is always an app song. It's a song I always share the lyrics to on New Year's Eve because, haha, I'm being funny because all I have to do is make it through uh, a couple more hours. It's uh, This Year by the Mountain Goats, and I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me. And it almost killed me. Um, I absolutely love this. There's a great version on YouTube, which I can't play because I don't think I can play YouTube versions um, on the podcast. But there's a version with Craig Finn from The Hold Steady. And Craig's just having the time of his fucking life up there. He absolutely loves Mountain Goats. He uh, mentions them a couple different times in some Hold Steady songs. Um, yeah, yeah uh, um, which song is it? Oh, Girls Like Status. It's a song by the whole steady calls Girls Like Status that references this song. Um, it's like in the bridge or the outro. It's like, it was song number three on John's last CD. I'm gonna make it through this year if it kills me. And it almost killed me. That's a direct reference to this year by the Mountain Goats. The Mountain Goats are a great band. Um, oh shit, I completely blanked on his name. John Darnell, there we go. Darnell. Who's a prolific writer. A very poetic writer. Uh, Texas band, man. Texas. Right? I know they write songs about the best, uh, death metal band in Denton, I think. Oh, shit. I can't remember anymore. But anyway, this is always one of my favorite songs at the end of the year to play. And uh, I'm going to play it for you now. This is This Year by the Mountain Goats. Oops. There we go. Love the bass. Boom, boom. to the 
terrific terrific song i'm gonna make it through this year if it kills me and i always like that uh craig likes to yell out and it almost killed me because that's the name of the first hold steady record is almost killed me oh man it's a great song about a young john darnell uh out there with uh with a lady friend oh you know i think he kind of steals the car if i if i'm reading it correctly kind of takes the car without asking to go meet the lady friend and uh, he knows when he gets back, it's not going to be pretty. He's going to meet the old stepdad, and he's probably going to get a little bit of licking, but the mistakes of youth and also the optimism of the year ahead is what this song's all about because I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me. And you know what? I'm going to do my best to make it through 2022 in the next two, three days. I'm going to make it through this year as well because it's almost killed me. Oh, man, I love this song. It's just a fun song. You ought to go watch that live version with uh, Craig because he has such a... F- he, he's just... He's so... It's always cool when you see somebody who's just... They're having a dream being made in real time. It's like when you see those... You, know, you see like a video of a young kid meeting his hero. He meets like Spider-Man or he meets like a sports icon or something like that. That's his favorite player. And he just like... His eyes get all big and he's just... You can tell he's just the happiest he's ever been in his life. And that's what Craig looks like being on stage singing the song with the Mountain Goats. Oh, man. When did the song come out? 2005. Yep. Song number three on John's last CD. The Sunset Tree. Gonna make it through this year if it killed me. And I think that's a great way to sign off on 2022 for the podcast of Monster Ate the Pilot, which is hosted by me, Brandon. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. Hopefully 2023 has some great stuff in store for us. 33, I'll be the same age as Jesus when he was crucified. So uh, i got to figure out how I'm going to top that shit. Uh, <laughs> like I said, we've got some fun stuff planned for the year. We're going to lose some goddamn weight. We're going we're gonna to have a good time. 
we're going to get in touch with people. We're going to stay in touch. I'm going, I got two people already lined up for the podcast guests. I might have back to back weeks here and I'm hoping next week or the week after, uh, we'll figure it out with, uh, the reschedule. And then I'm going to have my buddy Dave on in a couple weeks. Hopefully he says he's in, but then he kind of ghosted cause he's a fucking piece of garbage. Um, other than that, um, let's have a great rest of the year. And then take that momentum into next year. You know, like my friend Maddie said, I'm leaving that in 2016. She said drunkenly at uh, the pub one night 585 times to the point where I told her if she doesn't fucking stop saying that, we're not going to talk ever again. (laughs) She said it about anything. I was like, I'm leaving my parents in 2016. I'm leaving Justin in 2016. I'm leaving... uh, I'm leaving drinking in 2016. She just, whatever was in her eyeline was getting left in 2016. And it was annoying because she was super drunk. Oh, I probably got drunk. I got, I I don't think I explained like uh, that picture that Lady Aaron just sent to me in the middle of the podcast, uh, the James Franco shirt. I have a picture, I have a shirt of nothing but James Franco selfies. Yeah. Off his Instagram. And, uh, it's a pretty cool shirt. I haven't worn it forever. Um, I think mostly because of the, you know, kind of shitty stuff he got accused of a couple years ago. That's like, um, do I, do I, uh, am I able to wear this? I don't know. But it was always cool. Sometimes I'd wear it and people like, is, do you have a shirt with nothing but your selfies on it? Like, no, it's a shirt of James Franco selfies, but thank you for telling me I look like a movie star. <laughs> we had the same forehead, which is weird thing to have, but me and James Franco had the same exact forehead. How do I know that? My friend Christine told me about it. She's like, she was scrolling through Instagram and like, she was like reading a, she was reading a, uh, like, uh, the caption of a picture and was like half scrolled down. So she only saw like the top half of something. So she saw a forehead. She's like, oh, Brandon posted a picture and then scrolled down. I was like, no, that's James Franco. And she found the picture for me and showed me and holy shit, we had the same exact forehead. Weird. Hopefully we don't have the same sense of being douchebags sometimes. I like James Franco in a lot of things, but man, that guy can sometimes be so like such self awareness and sounds so, sounds like such a fucking fart noise when he talks. Like when he talks about Harmony Corman, right? Corman, the guy who made Spring Breakers and he made Gunmo and all that stuff. He's like, oh, Harmony's an artist. I'm like, shut up, shut up. Some people can say that. You can't. He was in Spider Man, bro. Freaks and geeks. Though he has been great in a lot of things. He was great in Disaster Artist. Whatever. Let's get to the end of the show, everybody. It's been a fun year. Hopefully we're going to have another great year coming up. Um, Yeah, focus on the positive. Leave the negatives behind you. Focus on what those Pacific Islanders talk about. Man, somewhere over the rainbow. You know? Just lead a good life. You know, don't take it too seriously. None of us make it out alive in the end. And you know what? We're just all here to make it through this year if it kills us. And it almost has killed us. Oh, I'm making great references here. Shine a light. I don't know how to bring shine a light into that reference, but whatever. Thank you for listening. Thank you for understanding. If you've liked what you've heard, spread the good word. Uh, Available anywhere podcasts are available. Um, Yeah, if you have ideas for the show, let me know. If you want to be on the show, let me know. If you have questions or answers, you just got to let me know, man. Um, I think the over-under on whether I would last in the Alaskan wilderness to put the over-under five days was under. And I agree. I don't think I'd make it very long at all. (laughs) Um, yeah, other than that, I will let you go. Uh, have a safe new year. Have a great new year. 
Um, yeah, if you need anything, reach out. Like I said, tough time of the year. I'm even going through it myself, but I think for the most part, we're all okay. That snow's melting. And, um, yeah, other stuff. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, I don't want that to be the last thing I say on the year for the podcast is other stuff. Yeah, stay positive, get better. There we go. Yeah, stay positive, get better. Peace out. Have a great rest of your year.